Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network. Heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Your source for college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide. Hi, everybody. AJ Hodel, CEO and founder of the Athletic Scholarship Corporation, the Athletic Scholarship Corporation radio network found on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Today I have a special guest, Brandon Thomas, who's a former client of ASC, uh, went to school in Northeast Ohio, has really experienced the a process recruiting with us as a client, and also we're going to talk today a little bit about the recruiting realities, what's really going on in, in behind the scenes in, in recruiting Brandon, welcome to the show. How you doing, Zach? Good, good. If you could give a, a, a little background on, on where you've been as far as collegiately um, and your experience working with us, I'd appreciate it greatly. Yes, um, I graduated from uh, Mordonia, out in Macedonia, Ohio. I went to the University of Tulsa uh, for football. When I left there, I went up to the CFL. And now I'm playing uh, Arena League football. Okay. Now, thinking back, um, I, I obviously I met you mutually through Mark Harris, one of the guys that trains our kids and, and your family, and, and had hands-on dealing with you kind of late in the process. Um, what was that experience like? What, what kind of offers or what was going on before we started working with you? Oh, man, Mark, man, I, I just wish I got a chance to work with him earlier in my high school career. He's a good man. What he's doing for these kids is amazing. Um, uh, the things he's doing, you actually need those to, to actually excel and push yourself past every other high school athlete that's trying to get um, scholarships to go to college and everything. All right, so I met you and, and your dad at uh, one of our combines and camps and with Mark mutually. And we started working with you on, on recruiting. What did what did you and your dad see after we started working with you and started marketing your accolades? Obviously, you, you got to have the tangibles and the talent, and you had that and always did. But how did it change once I started getting involved with you and your, your family? Oh, yeah. Um, of course, having the athletic ability, everything is good. But having someone like you and your organization in your corner truly helped me a lot. Um because when you're the guy that, that know everyone that can get information out by athletes, it's hard for us to do it. So we need organizations and people like you to help us. Uh, I mean, as soon as I start working with you guys, I start getting noticed, going to different camps, different schools, noticing me and everything, offering me scholarships. How many did you, uh, you end up, I don't know if you remember, and I don't remember, I remember talking to your dad and, he was saying that the phone was just even – it was just lighting up all week. And how many offers did you think you, you netted? Do you even remember? Oh, man, so long ago. I know <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of Mac schools and then a few other schools um, outside of Ohio that offered me. It was probably around five, eight. Okay. And let, let's talk a little bit about um, high school coaches, and we're not – you know, we're not bashing high school coaches, but 
from your opinion, do they, do they really have the time to market you effectively or your experiences? Do you, you know, they may have your best interest, but do you think they have the resources or time, you know, looking back? Ooh, no. Looking back, uh, man, I don't, I don't really believe. They had the, my best interest in hand, but I really don't. They didn't have the time or, like, the, the resources like you guys have to actually help high school athletes go farther than high school as far as football or attaining a scholarship for college. Right. Now, looking back, what's your, your best advice to, you know, a student athlete while you're in high school? What, what would you have done different as far as maybe attitude, leadership, or anything that you, you know, being more mature now, looking back, what would you have changed, if anything? School and grades start early. With me, I I did the opposite. I my senior year was supposed to be a year where I just just breathe and just have relax. But my senior year was like, man, it was like my senior year in, in college. I had to take all these classes to get my the NCAA grading skill right so I can actually get a scholarship. It doesn't matter how talented you are if you don't have them grades. Yeah, schools won't won't touch you. Yeah, we, we preach that every day through, you know, hands-on mentorship with our clients and also social media, and, and it doesn't resonate with a lot of kids. They think because they run a, you know, 4-4 four, 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 that they're they're going to get picked up by everybody, and, and the truth is if you can't pass the rules, you just can't play. There's no negotiation with the NCAA. That's right. I mean, it has nothing to do with the, the coaches. It's the, the NCAA clearinghouse. Now, you you selected Tulsa. When I talked to your dad, I remember it like yesterday. He said he really didn't want you going across the country or going far. And I said, hey, I'm just going to market Brandon at every Division One school because he's Division One talent. I know we're working on the grades, and that's going to be the eleventh hour ordeal. But what? Why did that change so much that you you end up going to Tulsa? It's not you know totally far away. It's a great city. Um, but why'd you make that choice, even though maybe your family was lobbying to keep you closer? Yeah, I, yeah, that was in my ear to stay close and everything. But honestly, I really wanted to just to get away, have a fresh start. Tulsa, um, pretty sure you know everyone knows Tulsa is a, is a really great educational school. I got a great education because I knew in the back of my head that football is not going to last forever. So you, um, you need that great education. And uh, my, coach, my coach. visit there with Paul Graham and Gus Mazon and Coach Hand. Coach Hand. That was visit I took out of all the schools I've ever been to. Now, obviously you picked Tulsa. There probably were Coach Hand, known very well, is very forthright, uh, upstanding guy. Um, not naming any schools, but some of the coaches you've talked to or maybe visits you went on, do you feel like there was – that, that an athlete could be misled or promise things? Do you feel like there's a, a dark side to this recruiting? Uh, yeah, I mean, just like a lot of high school kids don't know, understand when once you get past high school, it's, it's a business. I mean, you think the best player is going to play. If, if you don't perform, then the coaches lose their job. So it's, it's basically come down to it as a business day. They tell you one thing once you get on campus. It's another thing. Is this how you go about as a person, as a man, as a player? Is how you gonna 
be successful as playing at being a college athlete. Yeah, and it, it, a lot of kids don't get it, and I've had clients that you know been been lied to, black and white, being told they're going to be a quarterback, and one of them is now in the NFL is one of the best tight ends in in football right now. But when he was being recruited. Um, out of Travis Kelsey out of Cleveland Heights. I, I think a lot of people misled him and said you're going to be a quarterback. And the, the guy's a freakish athlete. But at the end of the day, I, I looked at it and said, this kid's going to be a tight end. He's going to be special. And, and a lot of these guys don't, you know, they got to let the sense of entitlement go. And you got to let the process take care of itself and just, you know, f- follow along with it a little bit. Don't resist it every, every turn. Um, so obviously, I know you played a little bit of tight end. You're an athletic offensive lineman, but ultimately you're an offensive lineman now playing in the arena league. How much different is the transition from high school to college and now the professional ranks? What's how's it how's it look when you know looking back? How tough is it? Uh, at first, yeah, it, it's tough. It's, it's a big difference. It's like, I mean, if you haven't been in the NFL, you don't know. But it's like going from college to NFL. It's a, Players are bigger, faster, stronger. So I mean, you have to prepare your body and take care of your body and train 24/7 to be able to compete and be in the best of the shape as you can be. Yeah, and and what do you? I know you're you're working like most guys. Um, you know, their guys are working and and you know trying to pay the bills. And obviously, arena, um, you know, it's a little bit different pay scale. It's not like the big plush contract. So. How do you keep your head above water? Uh, you know, I've had contact with you, and I got a message back from you. It said, I'm working from 6 in the morning till 5, and then I got practice. I mean, how do you do it? Is this, is, is, is this the will will of a man? If you, you got to have it done. You know what I mean? Just, just be, becoming a man, being mature, priorities. Yeah, it's, do it. yeah, it's a different world, and, and I know you love the sport, and that's, you know, why you continue to play. Um, did you try out for any NFL teams? I know you're in Canada. You know, let's talk about that process for the listeners that have this pie-in-the-sky dream. Um, you, you know, let's talk the – I don't want to really say politics of it, but just the process. How tough is that, even trying to crack an NFL roster or, or playing in Canada? Oh, man, it's just – with me, my my downfall was injuries. I, I got hurt, so being a rookie up in Canada – I mean, it's just, it's it's a business. You gotta you gotta stay healthy, and um, actually trying to stick on a team, especially being a, a free agent, undrafted free agent, it, it's tough. But if you want it, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, the the, the injury stuff kind of plagues a lot of guys, and and like you said, it is a business, and everybody kind of lobbies around you when you're winning and you're healthy. But when you go through a tough time, it's kind of like crickets. You, you you turn around and you wonder where all your friends are at. Now, um, let's talk. Go back to Tulsa. You played as a freshman. I, I remember as a true freshman, you you went in right away and got to play. Is that how that how that ride out? Did you end up redshirting, or did you play enough and just stay on the roster that year? Oh, well, I, I I ended up um, redshirting, okay. and I'm actually I'm actually really happy that I did. It gave me gave me an extra year to develop and to do everything. But um, you know, it's just just like any other game or uh, year I ever had, just that that first play. Once I get it out of my system, my butterflies, I'm fine. Now, um, let's talk about your deal. I remember signing day, and 
and some of the comments your dad made and, and just about everybody that got together to work with you. Did you, um, did, was your deal renewable every year or did they flat out just give you a red shirt in four years or did you have to go through that renewal process every year? No, it was, um, it was a full athletic scholarship. Okay. Uh, just a red shirt first year. Now that's rare. Um, a lot of times, as you know, guys that played with you on, at Tulsa weren't on a, a, a four-year or five-year deal. They were on a year, and it's a subject to review and renewal, which means you got to perform and you got to meet a certain criteria. It's like interviewing for that job again. And how many guys did you see in college that you were close with and built a bond basically lose their scholarship? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot. I've also seen a lot of guys that, that, that had walked on that earned a scholarship. It all, it all depends on like how you go about who you are as a man, as a player. And if you want it, you can go out and get it. So your, your advice is if you want to play at a certain program and, and your best shot as a walk-on, you know, looking back, would you walk on at Tulsa or would you, you know, let's say Tulsa didn't offer you and you could have went to Akron or Kent here back at, at home, would you have taken a scholarship or would you have gone to Tulsa because of that visit? Tough one, I'm more like, yeah, it's a tough one. But I think where I'm at now in life, I probably would have walked on to Tulsa and earned a scholarship. Uh, is it um, – looking back, has there ever been a period in high school or college where you just said this is – and I ask everybody this. That's my former client. I had uh, Christian Johnson on who ran track in Division One, and I asked her the same question. I said, has there ever been a point – where you just said, this is too tough and I'm ready to just throw in the towel. I need to go have a social life and I need to go do those things I'm supposed to do in my, you know, late teens, early 20s. Do you remember looking back and going, this this is tough and I'm, I want a break? Oh, yeah. <laughs> every year. <laughs> but every year, but, I mean, just it's what I chose to do. This is what I love. This is my passion. So I just got to buckle down when it gets hard, just – Keep reminding myself this is all going to pay off at the end. Yeah, and, and, and it is tough. Um, I remember myself thinking I had a military recruiter every day at lunch tell me to be a Marine, and I said if I don't get my college paid for, my, my family can't afford college. So I'll definitely enlist if I don't get this football scholarship and I was banking on it. Uh, God willing, I got my opportunity. And then when I got into two-a-days in camp, there was no contact with females. There was no visitors in my dorm, and I thought, man, I think the Marines would be easier. Uh, so I, you know, I don't think that's ever going to change. It gets tougher. Uh, the technology, the training methods are definitely more enhanced. Um, so what are you doing now to to give back? And, and maybe you don't have the time yet, but you, and I know you're a spiritual guy. And I know your background. I know you're a solid guy. What are you doing to give back to youth or mentor or help train? Are you do you have time for that yet or no? Yeah, I have changed. Right now, I'm doing a little. I'm helping out, coaching, uh, youth league and a uh, semi-pro team, just to try to tell these kids my story. And they're trying to get to where I'm at, or even higher. I've got to tell them, I'm basically tell them the truth about football. All they see is what they see on TV and whatnot. Is is a lot more than that. What, what do you? What do you? What do you? Uh, that's a really broad statement. What do you? Where Where does that resonate with you? Does it, are you saying that hey, football saved my life, and there's so many more dynamics? Or, I mean, what does football really mean outside of what they see? Oh, 
crazy. Football has definitely saved my life. Uh, I don't know what I'd be doing if I didn't have football in my life right now, or even back before then. Uh, football is my my number one passion. That's what I love to do. That's that's I hope to one day have a permanent career, a job doing not a job, but an actual career playing football. Yeah, and are you in touch with? We talk about the relationships and the bonds, and you know I'm 43 now, and I still talk to my teammates and, and have those bonds. And sometimes you don't see a guy for 10 years, and you run into him, and you felt like you saw him yesterday. But you, are you still in contact with guys from Nordonia, and you know maybe Maven, those type of guys? Are you still in touch with those folks? Yeah, I talked to um, Jordan here and there. You know, we both still in football, so we both still busy. I mean, we both still know process it is to be a football player but yeah um i recently got in contact or met up with coach hand uh about a month ago that 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 guy right there that, that's that, that's a that's an amazing man right there yeah i know he moved on he moved on a, a, a top position now he's kind of busy he's down in Arbor. what got what got some on in Arbor. Mm-hmm. What was your – I know your dad was close and, and stayed involved in a, in a lot of the process and steps. My advice to athletes and even parents through this recruiting process is you have to look at this coach as kind of like a third family member. They're going to step in and play a major role in your life. And I think probably when we've said that to you or, or back when you were a high school athlete, you're like, what are, you, what are these guys talking about? Now, looking back, it's a true statement, isn't it? Sir, I mean, every time I tell Coach, see Coach Hand, I, I thank him for being the father figure he was in my life. What what those stands? Four, four five years. Those four or five years was was a major part of my life in college. What's your biggest memory? If you could share it public publicly with Coach Hand, what's what stands out that you think you went wow? This is a, this is just a, a stand up person. What is? Is it maybe just the sum of his work and coaching you, or is it? There's certain events where you just look back and go, you know, he didn't have to do that. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of things with Coach Hand. I, I can say, but I won't. Okay. But just in general, just he 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 brought it every single day. He he coached you like he he's one of his his own sons every day, and like everything he did, he was he was so hard on me, but that made me the man I am today, and I, and I thank him for that every time I talk to him. Let's talk about, um, I call them vultures, but the people that are around you because you're having some success. And it started at Nordonia. I saw it when I was on campus. And, and there was people with great motives and in, 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 in your corner. And there were some people that weren't, it didn't have good motives at all. And I think it's a reality of life. You have that in work. You have that in relationships and business. What, how, how did it magnify when you went to college as far as the people that you just knew were around for the wrong reasons? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Back in high school, I, I really didn't see it because I was just being who I was at the school. I was just happy. I was having people in my corner and everything. But now, seeing now who I am now, looking back, I see that they really wasn't there for me. They was just there because I was having success and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I mean, it's life. You're gonna have those. Whether I'm 18 or whether I'm 50, you have people that's around you when you're doing good they're really not your friends or your family or they're for you they're just there because you 
in the spotlight. So you really have to just minimize your your circle and just know everyone that's around you is really there for you. That's great advice of talking about isolating, and you may only have one or two real friends. I think everybody with this false sense of social media and what they call a friend, you know, I've got you know, 5,000 followers. Who cares? It's not real. But um, what you said was is is golden advice is watch your close cir- circle and, and there are maybe two or three people in there, if that. And, you know, it's a great, great advice. Um, I know that some of your ability – um, you know, being your, your height and weight, looking back at high school and watching you train, seeing you at a camp. I know some of it is God-given ability and some gifts, but how much of it did you really have to put in, you know, your advice to the high school athlete? How much work did you have to put in and not just ride out what was given to you? Oh, man. It's, if you just, I mean, a lot of players are blessed with the height and weight. Right. But it's, I mean, what I tell you is, it's hundreds, it's like me as an offensive line. I was blessed with the height and weight, but it's hundreds of other guys just like me. Mm-hmm. So you, you have you have to do the extra to stand apart from those guys. You have to stay in the weight room. One thing that I did, I, I used to practice with the wide receivers and DBs on footwork. So that set me apart, having better footwork than most of the guys that's, that was blessed with the same height and weight talent as me. You just got to put in the extra work. Yeah, and with Lyman, and, and I remember you know, having on video, still, I still have it archived, your uh, pro shuttle drill, the bag drills, and if I remember right, you're 40. Didn't you break like a 5? Weren't you a 4-9, sub 4-9? 4-9-4. And you were how much, how, what was your height and weight back in high school? You are like 265, 270? Yeah, about 275, about <laughs> And that alone, just on paper, stands out. How much is going back to the recruiting process and talking to college coaches? Did do you think they asked you tough questions, or do they really care about your character? You know, what were some of the questions you were asked when you sat down with a coach? Oh yeah, I mean, character is the biggest thing. Like 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 you said, I was blessed with the talent and what whatnot. But if you have horrible character they won't touch you it's all about character like how you present yourself how you go about carrying yourself and everything who are you who are you as a man that's the biggest thing character 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 is everything they preach every meeting we had as a team as a player it's always about character what was the policy yeah and what was the policy on and it's not as big as it is now i'm not calling you old obviously you're still uh, still playing ball, but social media was starting to really crank up. You're at Tulsa. What was their policy on social media when they talked to you as a team and set the house rules? Uh, social media, I'm telling you, would get you in trouble. I've seen plenty of guys that had the talent that had got, got dismissed from the school because of social social media. I mean, teams, players. I mean, teams. NFL teams, CFL teams, college teams, they all have people that that's all they do. They sit on social media and look at players' um, pages. And if you have disrespectful things to, like, women or mm. drugs or anything like that, man, that's, that's your character. It doesn't matter if you're doing it, but you still 
having it on your plays, praising them. So in their eyes, you're doing it. So that's your character. Your character, your character is diminished. Yeah, and a lot of people are on there, and it's like I'm not. I'm just joking, and and they don't understand that you know they're still on this platform, and they want to act like a celebrity or get attention. And some of those moves that they make could be detrimental and cost them. I mean, your scholarship was probably well above uh, 150 grand, I would think, if you did five years or even four years. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's your your biggest job interview. Yep. Like these these other coaches, they don't know you, so they don't know if you're joking. So all they have is they see it, so you're doing it. All right, and kind of closing, I know we're on a, a tight time. I appreciate your time greatly and, and giving a little bit back just as far as education and, and content for this, uh, you know, for our athletes and parents to listen to. I know the high school coaches, most of them preach the same thing, but the kids don't listen because they're around their coach every day. What's your number one bit of advice in, in either life or or this recruiting process to be successful? What What's your number one thing that you preach to people? as kids in high school yeah when you you deal with high school kids what are you telling them what's your your number one you know top advice that you always talk about my number one I actually have two but my number one is school school and then training school you can't do any you can't go anywhere if you don't have the grades so that's number one and two is train because when I tell you it's there's a million other kids that's coming out of high school. What's going to set you apart from those guys? Yeah, and when you what's get to get some coaches to look at you more so than the next guy. And when you get to college, the guy that's too deep behind you, the third stringer, is a stud too, and that's what people don't realize, that everybody on that roster can effectively step up and it's next man up philosophy, and they can do the job if not better, because they've got more desire, because they've got to fight to get there. That is correct. All right, my man. Well, I appreciate your time greatly. Have safe travels. I'm sure we'll uh, be in touch again. I, I, you know, value your time greatly, and I, I appreciate you spending a little time with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you for everything you've done for me and all these other kids that's coming out. I appreciate the kind words. Um, Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network. Heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide.